Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Do we want to get right? Well, it's Rock Out Loud, and uh, pulling the curtain back to those of you who are listening via the podcast, we just caused the people in the live chat to uh, to wait about half an hour before we actually got going because, well, you know, sometimes you got to play catch up because it's been so long since uh, since we've done this. And you know whose fault that is? All my fault. I take full responsibility, full blame for your wait between episodes of the Rockingest Podcast in the land we are we have taken this podcast from the land of rock and we bring it to the land of you and to do that of course i'm steve glosson that doesn't matter what matters is the rock and his chick in the land she is the concert connoisseur and uh the headbanger from hades ladies and gentlemen all the way from up the jersey shore it's Kristen from jersey Hey everybody! I've missed you all. It, and we've missed you. We've missed Aww. you. Now, full disclosure: a couple of weeks ago, we were supposed to do this, and I got to be honest. The past—I don't want to be one of those whiny people who are like, "Oh my God, my life has been so terrible." <laughs> um, Emo Steve. That's right. Let's not. Be- <laughs> Oh my god, I can't tell you how bad life has been. No, there was about two and a half months in there where I was just stressed beyond all manner of health. And um, and I just didn't have it in me to do anything. And so everything was like pulling teeth. And so um, I think a lot of things suffered because of it. But this is one thing that suffered that I'm sorry that suffered. So suffered like uh, suffered like the flyers on the ice. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. What is that? Why am I taking a shot right out of the gate All like right. that? All right. Well, I'm walking off. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know they did suffer. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I mean, we just got the number two pick in the draft. Oh, well, and it's all turned around. Uh, may- maybe. Of course, this is the first draft in three years where, you know, there's not a generational player in it. But, you know, that's fine. That's so flyers. What do you mean a generational player? Well, like, like in the past three years, there's been like unbelievable, like top two or three players mm-hmm. in the draft. And this year it's like, yeah, there's like two guys that are like kind of okay. Okay. Well, yeah, you know what, us. you know what that usually, you know, what usually happens there is that's the stuff miracles are made of. Really? Cause the last time that happened, uh, we got a bust. Oh, well. Listen, I'm just trying to... And the guy that was picked first scored the Stanley Cup winning goal in our building against us in 2010. I don't want to talk about it. Puck out loud. Um, So, anyhow... Another spinoff. That's right. (laughs) Yet another. (laughs) Yet another one. We're a show where I get educated on sports and music. (laughs) It'll be so much fun. It'll be so good. Kristen, you told me today that uh, you wanted to rock 1987. I mean, 
It was a pretty fabulous year. My favorite year. It, you know what? It's a bittersweet year for me, for it is the year that my family transported down to South Georgia. And if I have to be honest, you know, whenever you go back in time and you're looking at like, you know, your traumatic events in life, I feel like that was one. Um, and, uh, but you know what? Music wise, it was fantastic. Entertainment wise, it was pretty cool. Wasn't too bad either. Entertainment wise, pop culture wise, you know, I mean, it was the eighties. It was like it, the eighties had built to this culmination of things that it would be. And right around 86, 87, and into 88 is when all that really kind of blossomed. And then uh, by 89, 90, it was starting to rot right off of the rose bush, unfortunately. Well, you know, every rose has its thorn. Mm-hmm. That's, I've, I believe the great philosopher Brett Michaels said that. <laughs> so. Words to live by. In, mm-hmm. Well, words to remember. Um, you know, just, <laughs> just to keep in mind so that whenever you're going and picking those thorns... Um, or those roses, rather, that uh, you know that you'll be careful. Be careful not to stick your old finger. Um, I'm actually trying to find something that I should have pulled up earlier, just to kind of give us an idea of what was going on in 1987. Um, here's a Besides few. Besides the banging music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meatballs three released in January of 1987. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, scrolling on down. Oh, this will play into... Hey, Kristen, this will play into our list momentarily. Okay. Uh, on February 27 of 1987, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Wow. How will that play in? Considered by many to be the, the pinnacle... Best. Yeah, the pinnacle of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Lethal Weapon released in 1987. Um, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Thought by many to be the beginning of the end of that great franchise. Now, listen, I love the Police Academy franchise. Um, oh, my gosh. Ernest Goes to Camp was that year? Come on. Oh, my God. Ernest. Come on. Harry and the Hendersons, The Untouchables, Beverly Hills Cop 2, The Brave Little Toaster, Spaceballs. Hello. Spaceballs. That's where Steve fell in love with Bon Jovi, everyone. It, it truly is. Um uh, Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. They had to go tropical. Um, the Lost Boys. Christian, yes! come on. Because Lo we still believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we sure do. And we'll wear uh, leather pants and go shirtless as we play our uh, sexy Absolutely. Sexy Rubbed sacks. in oil. I mean, we have to. Um, the Princess Bride was that year. Fatal Attraction, which is considered a, a good thriller by many. Um, just scrolling here just real quick to go through just a few more, just to make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, the Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Come on, that's a classic. Teen Wolf 2, starring um, Jason Bateman. Not, so many sequels. Not quite as held as the original, but still. Uh, Throw Mama from the Train. Wall Street. Batter is that the Greed is Good movie? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Batteries Not Included. Good Morning, Vietnam. Hello. Ooh. I mean, come on. And um, finally, uh, Masters of the Universe was released that year with Dolph Lundgren. And, and the greatest of the Superman movies, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. 
Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That flying scene, though. No, oh, what you mean the same one every time? Yeah, the fly the flying scene. There's only one. Yes, well, yeah, they just reused it every single time, <laughs> and I don't know that it's even a scene. They took a still picture of him coming at camera <laughs> and just pasted it onto the film um, whenever it would happen. Oh, how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. A lot of stuff happened in 1987 as well, so I'm not even going to get into all that because who cares about actual history? Um, it's, we let other podcasts deal with that. Yeah, yeah. We'll just worry about the, the movies and the music of 1987. We've got a couple of uh, emails, Kristen. I'm excited. Uh, Keith Walters has emailed, and he says, Hey, Stephen, Kristen, it's been a while since I wrote... Definitely not since the pins lifted the Stanley Cup. Now, why you got to bring that up? Hellfire. I'm rooting for Hellfire. We right don't now. like. We don't like the penguins on this um, podcast. Nope. Now, the animal, the penguin, we're fine with. We have. Sure. To, we have to be. It's in solidarity with other podcasts on the network. So, um, ice cold penguins, mm-hmm, exactly. And also, <laughs> we're a fan of the way that Benedict Cumberbatch pronounces penguins, penguins. Um, <laughs> he says, he says, I have an idea for your show songs with people's names as titles. Not that any of these, would, he says, not that any of these would make the show, but three examples are Amy by Elton John, Amy by Pure Prairie League, and Amy by Green Day. I'm sensing a theme. Mm-hmm. He says there is one. And I thought this was going to be a game. And he says, because the thing said name game, and I, I read the subject line as new game. But he's <laughs> suggesting a show topic. And I thought, well, this could be a fun game. We can bounce back and forth until we're out of songs with names. So, you know, like Amanda by Boston. I would have to prep for that. Because mm-hmm. all that's coming to my head is Oh Sherry. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Um, Great song. Uh-huh. Amazing song. Sure. Suzanne by Journey. We can't play this game. I I'm, I can't do it right now. Um, and uh, <laughs> Oh, Cecilia and the Satellite by Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. Uh, Sarah by that one group. I think the whole idea is just name. Just the name is the name of the song. Do that. Okay. I have to prepare for that. So you can't be like Jesse's girl because you know just because there's a name in the title. Why not? Because that's not the rules. That were not the parameters that Keith set forth. Did he set forth any besides giving examples? Uh, he said <clears throat> songs with people's names as titles. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You screwed mm-hmm. me right over there, buddy. Well, that's Keith. That's Keith for you. Oh, Keith. And uh, just today we received an email from Jared. Perfect timing. Who says, hey, Although Steve. Although I don't know if I like this one. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Jared is, is relatively new. He only discovered the show about two weeks ago. He's been going through the back catalog quickly, and he has a few points. I'd like to make one quick point to you, Jared, because this is Rock Out Loud, and we're not afraid to um, to get on to our listeners if we need to. You <laughs> <laughs> mean I'm not. Well, I'm just, I'm coming up, I'm stepping up for you here. Kristen's name has no E anywhere in it. (laughs) It doesn't. I'm used to it, though. The only host of this show with an E in his first name is Steve. And I have two. And you're the only he Mm -hmm. on our podcast. That's true as well. Uh, He says, number one, I didn't really know much Def Leppard, but it turns out a lot of it is fairly good. 
Thank I you for like that. Backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. I, fairly good. I'm sorry. 1987. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen. The year of hysteria. Correct. Um. Yeah. Only one the, of the, the oh, year the Earth stood still. Only one of the greatest albums of, of rock time. and roll of all time with one of the greatest love songs. Wait, no, that's Bon Jovi does the greatest love songs of all time. Um, <laughs> love my- and affection, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if you want to hear our thoughts about hysteria, listen to our entire podcast about yeah, it. Yeah, we did a whole lot. Yeah, he's, he, he'll get there. You haven't managed to get me on the killer's train just yet. <sighs> well, may I suggest the song Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf? drink it by myself that's right i got soul but i'm not a soldier dude um the minute that whole thing kicks in on that song you gotta love that whole song not of course i'm talking two different songs now everyone so don't don't email and say steve you're getting your songs confused i'm not a killer's expert but i know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now Kristen, you're getting ready to see these guys up in jersey here pretty soon um yeah i am (laughs) Now, have you kept, have you kept a count on how many times you've seen them? The Killers, mm-hmm. uh, seven or eight. Okay, one of which was out actually at Sam's Town. Yes, in Vegas because mm-hmm. I don't play. That's right. <laughs> Chris, I fly out to special shows. Some of us collect um, Star Wars toys. Others collect concert stubs. Exactly, mm-hmm. concert stubs, confetti, lots of confetti, mm-hmm. guitar picks. No, and and listen, I'm all cool with confetti as long as it denotes the end of a show pre-encore. Pre-third encore. Pre-third encore, exactly. I'm looking at you, Paul McCartney. Sir Paul. I I almost said Paul Simon, and I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. That You would have gotten hate mail. We Mm -hmm. already get hate email because of our non-Beatles love, but you really would have gotten it. Um, Number two, he says, Led Zeppelin is one of, if not the greatest rock band of all time. Rock out I'm loud. Sorry, I have to go hey, throw you, up. Shut your mouth. Rock out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Rock out lead has been fantastic so far. Can't wait for more. Sorry, Kristen. You're dead wrong on this, but you still kick butt and take names. So that's cool. It's, Can you feel my eyes roll back to last year? Because I think the calendar just turned back. Hmm. It's maybe he's gonna be maybe Jared is your new enemy. Maybe he's replacing Rod as your mortal enemy. Well, Rod isn't my mortal enemy. It's Dylan. Oh, Me and okay. Rod have made up. Okay. We're besties, remember? I did, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I thought you needed a new one. I didn't realize that Dylan had stepped in. Not Dylan McManus. No, Dylan Newhouse. Dylan Newhouse. All right. Shout out. Just making sure. Yeah, there you go. He's my Newman. Hashtag prayers for Jennifer. Um, Let me see where we're at here. I lost. My- it's cool to see someone my age with a completely different background espouse great classic rock, with a few exceptions, that I've learned to enjoy. My background is yeah, much. The shade is so strong. No, he listen. Just because <laughs> you don't like, he's saying that you guys come down on the same side, except for uh, Def Leppard, which is only fairly good to him. Which I'm still trying to figure that one out. You my, can't get past it. my background is much closer to Steve. All I listened to until I was about 18 was country and Christian. Country? Steve never listened to country. Unless I was forced to by some of my redneck friends. Ugh. Some contemporary, but I always enjoyed more praise and worship. I heard uh, Levy Breaks on the radio in college, and it blew my mind. I had started to explore the Eagles and the Beatles and Skinnerd by that point, but Zeppelin cemented the rock bug in me. 
will always be the foundation of my classic rock experience. Well, there you go. That's what it is all about for him. It's like, hey, I heard when the levee breaks and by them, and and uh, it just blew the you know. Come on, that bottom I mean, that, bottom that on the is drums. Like their only good song. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Three. <clears throat> I just make Steve die a little each time. I was listening to the Songs We Are Thankful For episode and was super excited to hear some Larkin Poe. But then I, I then I then it was actually a band called Dorothy that I'd never heard of. Larkin Poe? I don't know who that is. That'll be my next deep dive. But may, in return, may I suggest Larkin Poe's song, Sucker Puncher, Trouble in Mind, When God Closes the Door, and P-R-O-B-L-E-M. All off the album Reskinned. Love the show. Love you too. Keep up the rocking. And that's Jared in Tulsi, Oklahoma. Should we? Oklahoma. Uh, now, should we? Should we check out this Larkin Poe person? I mean, this has gotten us into trouble before, but sure. If they sound like Dorothy. Yeah. Well, you know what happens if we don't like it. I know. We get hate email. I mean, we don't even get it. We don't even let it get. Uh, here's okay. The first thing that popped up when I put in Larkin Poe was this suggestion: Trouble in Mind. Okay. Um, this is the official video here. Well, this is a, um, an ad right now. There's always an ad. Of course there is. Dorothy vibes. Sure. I mean, look, I'm not going to hate on him here. Um, you know, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Cute, some cute girls doing this singing. So, you know. Oh, God. I'm just saying, I'm not being misogynist. I'm saying that I'm, I'm trying to find positive things. They're cute. They have some cool um, effects on their microphones, you know, vocals. Is it all girls or no? Uh, there's the 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 two lead guitarists or the lead in the, in the, is, appear to be girls and the drummer appeared to be a, a guy. Okay. That's how it appeared. Well, girl power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, that's what we got. So, Jared, I I don't know that I'm going to be seeking out Larkin Poe. It makes me think of Cameron Poe. Uh, <laughs> of Conair fame. <laughs> Not Edgar Allan. Hmm. Maybe that would have made me seem a lot more refined. <laughs> Instead of camera, put down the bunny. Um, yeah. Upon a midnight dreary. Right. Yeah. I guess I could have gone with. What if Cameron Poe from Con Air, as played by Nicolas Cage, was reading Edgar Allan Poe? Um, what might that sound like? That's a big honking show bit, ain't it? <laughs> That's, 
do it, and I need to hear it when it happens. <laughs> I'm going to prove you God does exist. Um, <laughs> man. Okay. Uh, so, the music of 1987. Kristen, I told you off air um, <clears throat> that I really dig the pop music of 87 as much as anything else as well. Because you you aren't afraid to let your pop flag fly. I'm not, but I mean, listen, there's some amazing pop songs to come out of 1987, such as. I mean, come on, right? Sure. Okay. And and who can forget this this glorious thing? I mean, you know, all you have to hear is that that electric drum beat come in, and you know exactly you're being rickrolled. 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 Rick. Rickrolled. Um. Didn't Tiffany come out in '87? Oh, Tiffany was. Uh, you better believe we had some Tiffany in '87. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany did that cover of "I Think We're Alone Now," which you're hearing right now. Takes a while for her to get to her singing, but you know how it goes. Children. You know who else covered that song? Who's who's that? The Killers. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I kind of knew that. I feel like you did too. Debbie Gibson was huge in '87. You know, uh, Belinda Carlisle with "Heaven Is a Place on Earth." Um, come on, Starship with "Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now." Yes. Is that was that their last big hurrah? I think it may have been. I don't know. Oh, that's such a good song. It's on my work playlist. Uh, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh. Come on. I mean, look, this is Big Honkin' Show sweet spot right here. You know what I'm saying? It's making me feel like we're on the Big Honkin' Show right now for crying out loud. So since. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. Yeah, those synths, the, that 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 uh, reverb again, the reverb electric drum, that yeah. big chorus. Yes, that movie that it came from, Mannequin what? Two. Oh, I was like, what movie did it come from? Mannequin Two. Oh. Okay. Or maybe it was Mannequin. Maybe it was in both of them. I always get corrected. Derek Russell always corrects me uh, on both of them. We need Derek to correct us. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he will. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, look, and you know how I am. I like to wax eloquent about a few things and tell a few stories. You weren't born yet. Um, no. But I was. And and one of the things that came out in 87 was this album called Surfing with the Alien by Joe Satriani. Okay. And it's uh, it's of note to me, not because I know anything about it, and I've never heard it. I just know that it has the the Silver Surfer on the cover. Oh my gosh! And um, it looks just really cool. I mean, it's it. You look to a little comic book nerd, you know, a little butterball walking through Walmart, looking at the CDs that were on, you know, that were in big boxes for some reason and long box things that were just like, hey, that's the '80s. Let's just add extra cardboard to crap. Um, for those of you who don't know, and maybe you don't know this, Kristen. When CDs first came out, for some reason, they packaged them in this 
in a cardboard like this thin cardboard package that was tall and and the cd would sit up on the top of this package and so you would be looking through these long things it was i don't even know why it was like that oh see i i knew that but my the ones i saw weren't cardboard they were like plastic no these were like no 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 these aren't like the plastic anti-theft things uh oh. They actually okay. these were actually you when you bought the CD, you got this little thing and you had I mean it was just something to throw away. I don't know if it's like well we're not making boxes the right size to put these in or what, you know, when we're shipping them. I don't know. But I don't even know what you call those things, but they they'd be a little decorative, you know, they might have like Maybe it was to take the place of like album art and stuff like from the records and all, but you still had cassettes. You know, in cassettes, you know, had little bitty, I don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery, obviously. It is. I think it was just like, look how many trees we can kill. We're the music industry. But anyhow, this album cover was really cool to me. And so I'd never really listened to anything from it at all, like I said. And I'd actually forgotten about it until I was doing some research um, to get ready for this show. And this is, uh, I just want to play a, a bit of it because it's all instrumental. Um. As he is one to do. I, I don't even know who Joe Satriani is. What? I guess I don't. Should I? Yeah. He's like one of the biggest like guitar dudes of the 80s. I think I think he was in David Lee Roth's band. And now he plays with Michael Anthony and um, Sammy Hagar and Chickenfoot. Like everyone like loves that dude. Well, listen to this. I mean that sounds like something off of a off of like a I don't know like the end of an '80s sitcom or something. That sounds like something from a deleted scene um, in Breakfast Club. Yes, exactly, exactly. Anyhow, oh Maui Mark says they did all that to fit the shelving. To fit the shelving. There you go. But the I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with Mally Mark at all. He knows better than I do. But I got to tell you straight up, I, I'm calling shenanigans on them fitting the shelving with those things. <laughs> also, my bad. It's not Joe Satriani that was David Lee Roth. It was Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Also, uh, was it Steve Vai on Crossroads with Ralph Macchio? You ever see that was movie? Was it? No, I haven't. Okay. It's a, I've seen it. It's not good. It's not good. It's not. Good. Oh yeah, it is. Cause I'm on his um, I'm on his website. Well, there you go. <laughs> In the blockbuster films. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think it is kind of a cult classic. But I didn't really dig it that much. I mean, the kid's playing for his soul for crying out loud. So it was Ralph Macchio, man. You, it was the Karate Kid playing the guitar. You can't go wrong. Um. Sure. Now look, Kristen, <laughs> don't hate on the Karate Kid. I'm not hating on the Karate Kid. Feel I'm just saying your statement. Sure. I feel like you did a little bit. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, let's get into the music. How about that? Let's do this. Let's, let's get into the music of that. Oh, by the way, was Living on a Prayer in 1987? 
Well, Slippery was 86, so yeah. it definitely could have been 87. But the single, yeah. Well, because all the lists I have, have there's some lists that have it as the number one song from 1987. Ah, well, there you go, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It probably hit number one in 87, because you know it is the number one single. John Bon Jovi will never forget, let you forget it. Yeah. Man, isn't it sad that you don't like him anymore? <sighs> I know. It's so depressing. I love that man. What's it going to take to to win you back when it comes to John? Um, well, there's a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Richie has to be back in the band. Right. I, I mean, that's two, a given, sure. Two, he has to stop being such a pompous bad word that I can't say on here. Oh, thank you so much for uh, censoring yourself. Anytime. Um, three, he's got to stop playing about 75% of the songs in his set lists. Wow. They're, Steve, I should not have to go to a Bon Jovi show, which I never will again. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have to go to a Bon Jovi show and hope that I hear the greatest love song of all time, Bed of Roses. That's true. That's true. That it, is one of their biggest hits. It should be a and given. And they don't play it. It should be a given. I agree. Mm-hmm. It should be a he also needs his voice back, which he'll never have because, you know, it's been going bad for a long time. But yeah. Homeboy can't sing anymore. It's really sad. Yeah. We'll never get him on this podcast if nope. we eventually interview people. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. He'll be like, no, I think I'll pass. I or maybe so much. Maybe. How about this? John Bon Jovi. If you got if you got the cojones, come on. Tell us why we're wrong about you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Challenge Make it. me fall in love with you like I did when I was five years old again. I'll be respectful. All he'd have to do is flash that smile at me. Oh. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I would like be rolling my eyes at like the cliches that he would throw out, but I would just be like... <sighs> <sighs> like here, here's <laughs> Because the pl- to me, he always looked like he did in the Only Lonely video. Mm-hmm. Always. <sighs> What a great that song. That is my ideal man. I will be single forever because that's my ideal man. So so you're working one day. You're there in the store, minding your own business, you know, making sure that everyone's doing their job because you're the boss. And in walks John Bon Jovi with a wig on to simulate his hair circa that period of time. Oh, good Lord. I'd be like, hang on. I need a picture with you, honey. Yeah. and, and Because just... tell me, how much pain does it take before your heart breaks? <laughs> And then After the smoke clears, it's just you and I. When the sun appears and there's no room left for goodbyes, what will we do, John? What if you exactly? What if you only then speak to him in Bon Jovi quotes? I mean, don't threaten me with a good time. I could do it. And so, and then as he's walking out the door, you'd be like, "Well, I guess this time you're really leaving." Oh, I heard your suitcase say goodbye. <laughs> you know, they say true love is suicide. Mm-hmm. You save crowd. All right. Anyhow, let's uh, uh let's get God. into this. Um, when you're talking about music, there's there are certain things to me that make something kind of click with me. We're going to begin with my first pick because I feel like your fifth pick is the great one to end on. Um, <laughs> because it's so random. It's random, but it's also I don't know. You know, it feels like one of those like good night. Um, I don't know. Feels like the end of a Smallville episode. How about that? Uh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So um. Uh, anyhow, well, this is in excess. Need you tonight. Come over here. 
to like iconic songs just that little dank 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 i mean that is just a classic guitar riff Kristen. absolutely it puts me right back into seeing coyote ugly in the 90s and loving life (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think of when i hear the song i love this song and i like a lot of the songs on this album Mm -hmm. so you know not my favorite band but i mean you can't you can't mess with, like, New Sensation, Devil Inside, friggin' Never Tear Us Apart. Oh, my God, rip my heart out and just, like, kill it in front of me, why don't you? <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, if that's what you want. Um, <sighs> it's just such a beautiful song. Yeah. I wonder if anyone else, on a, on a completely not as deep note, I wonder if anyone else um, used to make the mistake that I made and be like, who is Inks? Like you'd hear about Aww. you'd hear about NXS, but everyone was wearing Inks t-shirts, and I'm like, that's and, cute. And then yeah, and then like my older sister was like, "Hey, dummy, it's NXS." <laughs> I'm like, oh. And even I mean, I'm sure you're not the only one. Well, even to this day, as a 40 year old man, <laughs> I see it and I have to remind myself that's NXS, dummy. So, yeah, need you tonight. It's, I mean, this is, I mean, look, I'm going to be hitting all the hits on this one, if I'm just being honest. Um, this is, uh, this is still a staple on classic rock and just classic vinyl type stations. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it kind of, and it straddles that line. I always thought of NXS as more pop than rock. Yeah. But, well, they had that whole, like, like, alternative but like not too into alternative like a little new wave because they had like the keys and everything very 80s yeah but it's great for sure yeah yeah i mean look it's not my favorite song in the whole world but that just that little lift that little lick will stick with me now for the rest of the night in fact, I should probably lift that lick and use it as like segue, a segue sound for us. <laughs> oh my god, that, that'd be great! Yeah. All right. So guess what? Probably won't happen though because I just talked about it. Dead gum it, Stephen. Get it together. All right. On to our next pick. Um, this was the aforementioned Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. You know. You know, this is a this is actually a song named for it because it was in it. It was the title song of the movie. It's by Dokken. We've never featured Dokken on this show before, Kristen. We haven't, and it's time to get rocking like Dokken. All right, well, here we go.
I mean, this is rock and roll. This is 80s rock, rockin' like Dawkins. I mean, like, my favorite thing with, or the thing that I always think of with Dawkins is, like, they were the band that, like, the dudes that were, like, they were too cool to, like, Bon Jovi or Def Leppard because, like, the chicks like them. Right. Like, Dawkins was the band that they could all like. Like, they were like, <laughs> yeah, man, I love Judas Priest and Dawkins. And, and you're just like, how did this happen? How did this occur? And I tell you what, the old, uh, the old hair, the hair, the hair nation station on the Sirius XM is not afraid of playing some Dawkins. Oh, absolutely not. And they shouldn't be because Dawkins is great. <laughs> and they are great for more things than just um, Alone Again. <laughs> now, this song, this particular song, I mean, this mm-hmm. is, again, this is from that time period in the 80s when it's like, we're going to get some legit rock music to go with this. You know, there's going to be a single released because of this movie. Um, you know, you think of like Lost Boys and it was... Uh, the cry little sister, and, yep. you know, and, and there's so many others. And I just pulled lost boys because we just mentioned it in 87, but like there was always, if not in the, in the movie itself, in the credits, you know, there'd be something. And, um, in the case of lost boys, it was almost like the whole movie soundtrack was built around that one song. But yep. with this, you know, this is, this does scream to me. This was a song they went and said, We need you to write the Dream Warriors theme song, you know. And uh, well, and like it has like an eeriness to it, yes, too, at the beginning, you know? yes, yeah, the, yeah. The beginning and, like, is the, the music video, like Freddie's in it at mm-hmm. the end, like he wait well, throughout the entire thing, but he wakes up at the end and he's like, Who were those guys? Like, they're his nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. The um, the 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 beginning actually invokes that original, um. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, stream street theme kind of thing. It, it, it's just the the boom, boom, you know. It's not the. Of course, Jason was a, but this was, but Nightmare was, and you can almost hear Freddy's claws kind of scraping against the wall and stuff there at the beginning, and they get into it. I never saw Dream Warriors. Um, I think I, I've seen it, but like once, like I haven't seen it a bunch. I saw, of course, I've seen the original Nightmare. Uh, with Johnny Depp, I think I've seen two. Uh, I've seen parts of four, and I don't know that I've seen. I don't know that I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, you know, especially not three. I know I've not seen three, but I, it's always heralded as one of the greatest. That's yeah, people there. love it. Like people do say it's the best or one of, aside from the original, it's the best of all of them. Mm-hmm. But like the thing with like Nightmare on Elm Street is like they are all the same. <laughs> so it's sometimes it's hard to be like, oh, which one's that in? Well, which one's that in? The reason this one stands apart, spoiler alert, are the Dream Warriors. The Dream Warriors are a team that are specifically trained to fight Freddy in their dreams, as I understand it. I would not be on that team. And like they give them superpowers and stuff. <laughs> so eighties. So That's mm-hmm. like so amazingly eighties. Exactly. Well, it's like, what do we do now? And, uh, and of course, it would be, good Lord, it'd be the 2000s before we finally saw Freddy versus Jason, wouldn't it? Yep. Something that needed to be happening for years back then. We all dreamed of. <laughs> who could take who? Who? Mm-hmm. Who would win? I do. I dig that song, though. It is it is rocking, like, as you said, like docking. And, and it's just, I mean, his vocals... That that classic '80s feel that it's got, just hair metal, but you know, just hard, 
hair metal more than hair metal, I guess I should say. It's just good yeah, stuff. you could totally like if you were to listen to this song and you didn't know, you would be like, oh yeah, that's eighties, and that's not a bad thing. Um, I'm embarrassed to go to the, my pick now from that because how do you? I mean, I'm about to take us way down. I mean, okay. So. I, you know, Kristen, uh, one of the other hosts of, on the network, a guy by the name of Dave Jones. Yep. Who Good listen, old Dave. Who listens to this show, loves music. He's as passionate about music as you are. He's we all, need to get him on. He's often asking me why we don't talk about this group or that group, and I'm like, because I have no idea who they are. Um, <laughs> and uh, he loves the Killers. He's responsible for some of the Killers music that's in my library right now. There you go. Um. But uh, he always kind of, he's like, you're always letting Kristen represent Jersey, man. You're always letting Kristen, why don't you represent Georgia? So here I go. I'm going to represent. The V-52s. The v- <laughs> Love Shack, <laughs> baby. Uh, no. <laughs> Though I, I will play some B-52s. I don't care. I don't, I don't dread it. Um, actually, and, and because this song had such staying power through the 90s, um, it always surprised it always surprised me to find out how early this was. But in 1987, uh, REM was out and uh, with this one, it's uh, the one I love. Now, to be fair, had we done 86, I would have been pulling out Superman because, you know, Superman. Um, but Obviously. But again, this song, I mean, this thing had some stay in power, um, you know, because it was still, as I recall, still big in the 90s on a lot of um, rock stations and that sort of thing, particularly one I listened to out of Savannah a lot. And by the way, if I can just, I'm sorry to, I just totally thought of something here and I apologize for taking a complete tangent just off the, I don't, <laughs> you know, no, I don't. Kristen, I was down in South Georgia, back in the old country last week for a couple of days okay. visiting the folks. And, um, when I got out of my car or when I stopped the car and I, I unplugged my iPod and immediately went to the FM radio station and, uh. For whatever reason, 95.5 was tuned in on on said station. I guess I'd been listening to it for news talk up in Atlanta or something. But anyhow, 95.5 down in South Georgia, particularly Southeast Georgia, used to be I-95, the Rock of Savannah. <laughs> and I mean, and they were playing all the stuff. They weren't they, they weren't classic rock, you know. They were playing you know pretty modern stuff in the 90s. Um, you know, they were playing your Soundgarden, and they played a little R.E.M. here and there, but they were playing your your Stone Temple Pilots and your Pearl Jam and all that good stuff. Um, 
I, I, I kid you not. And I only had it on for about 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're still playing the exact, they never changed formats or they never changed out their music catalog. It's still the oh same thing. Oh my gosh. And um, I, I, I don't know who it was, but it sounded just something like, oh my gosh, they're still the Rock of Savannah. So, so it's good to know some things never change. Exactly. Um, Makes you feel like you're home. Mm-hmm. But this definitely did have some staying power. And two, REM is, I mean, they're that alternative rock. And they're, you know, they were right there with the whole movement. Not necessarily the grunge, per se, uh, that went on in, on into the 90s. But, man, they were leaders in the whole alternative rock music. And, uh, of course, they got their start in my town, Athens, Georgia. Um and, uh, that's crazy yeah i feel like they started like i feel like they were one of the first bands that was like the college band it was like yes. if you were in college you liked rem <clears throat> yep yep like that's who you listened to they probably came to your college at one point and played there yeah well i mean and what's hard to believe is it was 1980 when they formed which is crazy mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 wild to think that they were touring or they were touring around different places you know independently i guess or uh with a small label for for six or seven years until they finally had their big breakout in 87 and um yeah they they were that's crazy to think about that i was three years old when this band got together (laughs) now you know how i feel Mm -hmm. except i was non-existent right so (laughs) but anyhow You you know who i saw cover this song Bruce Springsteen. Nope. Who's like one of our other favorite artists? Like, if you if you were to boil it down, the Steve and Kristen friendship, like who is one of like the main bands? I mean, Def Leppard. No. 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 It's like the reason we started talking on Twitter. A certain song about getting left at like a rest stop. Oh, I can totally see them doing that. Rob Thomas covered this. Matchbox 20 covered it. Wow. I could totally see them um, covering that. I, it was great. I would love to hear that, in fact. <laughs> I wonder if there's any... Uh... Oh, I'm sure there are, because it was only from like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me. The first one I pull up, Matchbox 20, REM cover, the one I love. From where? Savannah, Georgia. Sav- there you go. Savannah, Georgia. We're going down to Savannah, Georgia. Terrible sound on this quality video. And of course, all those Georgia people are like, "We know them. They're from our That's state." Our band. Yeah. Wow. They, oh, I guess I, they. I guess I they do this. See them again. When When are you going to see them again, Runder? This summer. Yes. <laughs> you didn't tell me <laughs> about that. No, I forgot until now. They're touring with the Counting Crows, but I am going. <gasps> it's It's their twentieth year anniversary. Shut your mouth, Matchbox and the Counting Crows. Yeah, buddy, you gotta get there. I wonder if they'll be in Atlanta. Oh, I'm sure they will. (laughs) 
Let me Google that for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Atlanta. Aaron's Amphitheater, Atlanta, Georgia. There you go. August 13th. That's a Sunday. I can't do it on a Sunday. <sighs> my job prohibits me. Oh, my oh, God. Breaking my heart. I wonder if they'll be in Alabama. I'm right near I'm right near Birmingham. Oh uh, my god, Steve. <laughs> Come on. You're funny. What? You're just funny. I love it. Okay, let's see where are we at here. If they're Pel- going Pelham, Alabama. Pelham? Yeah, on a, on Wednesday, August 9th. Pelham dang near killed him. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Birmingham, Alabama, Wednesday, August 9th is what I'm seeing. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I'm kind of stuck on a Wednesday, too, but I can maybe go to Nashville on the 12th. Oh, my gosh. How far is Nashville from here? Maps.google.com. Let me Google that for you. I haven't been to Nashville in a minute. In a New York minute. That's on my list of places to go. Nashville? Yeah. I've been there before. Um, I didn't really take advantage of it. I, I, I didn't know how to be a... I didn't know how to explore a place at that point in my life, I guess I should say. Well, there you go. Perfect excuse to go back. Yep. All right, here we go. Let's see how long it'll take to get there. Because I'd have to come back that night. Three-hour drive? A three-hour drive. That's not bad. That's what you did for Bruce. That's right. I think I could do it. I might have to... <laughs> I might have to do this. That's amazing. Can we do a concert recap? <laughs> if I go, sure. You have to go. Everyone, get on Steve. Let's see how much tickets are. Tell him he has to go. I got lawn seats. I think they were like 30 bucks. Well, this is in a... um. Oh, that's in an arena. <gasps> this is an arena. Oh, that would be so cool to see him in an arena. So... We have the stupid sheds. I don't want to go to the... Do I want to do the upper... Straight on? Yeah, why not? 57 bucks for two to four tickets. Well, I'll just need one, though. <laughs> it's just me. I'm a lonely loser. It's just, uh, hi, welcome to my life. Hey, I want to show this by myself all the time. lonely loser. Um, I mean, we could just play Heart alone right now in the background. Which the also... Brain, which goes along with the theme. Which also came out in 1987. Yes, it did. That's amazing. All right, let let's see here. Two twenty five on the floor. No, thank you. One ninety and mm, one thirty. Mm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I may have to go. Stub hubbing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I might have to do this. <clears throat> we'll pray about it. Where What are we talking about? REM. We're done with them. We're done with you, yeah. REM. Now we're gonna play Great White. Yeah. Get away from us, Arya. We're going to play Great White now.
two reasons i let that song go on um because of the amazing bass line that's one major reason <laughs> and the other uh because i'm sitting here stub hubbing tickets thanks to <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> you know what what let me tell you what i like about this song before i let you wax eloquent and do what you do best um <laughs> The what I like about this song is when I think Great White, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you feel, uh, I always think about this song. Uh, yes. And even this starts out with a little bit of that, you know, it's got a southern rock kind of feel to it, you know, and everything. Just the 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 guitar's a little twangy, it's a little dirty, if you will. And uh, but when they get into this thing, they're like. Once been twice uh, what I love though about that and, and this is is when you think of these rock bands, sometimes you forget just how deep rooted in blues that yeah, rock and roll music is. And and with something like Rock Me, is that bass line's going and you got a little talking guitar in there, you know, you just it's like oh you can't get away from it, man. It's good. It sounds it's just a good walking. Just I like it. I am a sucker for songs like this and bands like we've talked about it with Cinderella. We talked about it with White Snake. We talked about it with Bad Company. Like I love bluesy inspired rock bands mm-hmm. and rock songs, but like not like a lot of bands now are like, oh yeah, like we're inspired by the blues. And I'm just like, no, that's boring. Like I like when a band is like a heavy hitting rock band that isn't afraid to throw out something like the first few minutes of rock me. Yeah. And then that chorus kicks in and you're just like, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Like 
And again, this band known for like, you know, like you said, they're really known for once bit and twice shy. Mm-hmm. But such a good catalog, such a good like wealth of songs that they have. And it sucks because now I feel like they're more known for the station fire than they are for anything right. else. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. I and- remember seeing that in seventh grade in our morning announcements. And oh, I was like, really? I know that band. <laughs> And everyone's like, what? Yeah, yeah, I know. What are you talking yeah. about? It's great white. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was rough. Um, they also have a pretty good, uh, not that you care about this, but a Zeppelin tribute album. I mean, they are very heavily influenced by Zeppelin, and yeah. they do have some pretty decent covers. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, better than that. the originals, for sure. All right. Look. <laughs> Look. We, everything was so happy. We were buying Matchbox 20 tickets. I just make Steve die a little on the inside. We are going to time. see the Counting Crows. I hope Counting Crows does Murder of One. I hope Counting Crows goes on first. Oh, me too. <laughs> I mean, it is Matchbox 20's 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think they would. I would think that Counting Crows would go on first. Because that dude, he wants to get done. He'll probably only be like, well, let's just do three songs and be done with it. Cool. Do Mr. Jones and Colorblind, and I'm good. Mm. <laughs> okay. Just do August. Just do the whole August and everything after album. Be I'll be fine with that. There you go. Um, just tour on that. Yeah, but you know, someone saw them recently in Atlanta, and they said that, and the person told me they didn't even do um, uh, round here, which made me kind of sad. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that was my anthem for the longest time. <laughs> I feel like we played that on this podcast. I think we I think did we on did. our 90s episode. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Now, the question I'm being asked here is, did Crazy Nights come up? Why would Crazy Nights come up? That's a Kiss from, song. From Kiss? Yeah. I mean, because that was 87. Was it? Yeah. I thought that was like older in their, in their repertoire. No, that was 87. And I'm pretty sure we've actually played that song on this podcast before. I'm sure we have. Um, because I think I didn't put that on there because I knew I had played it before. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I, I thought that that was older. No. Um, September of 87. Thank you, Scott Rifens in the chat, by the way. Kiss super fan. In fact, the only music he knows is Kiss. He doesn't there's know, no shame in that. He doesn't know that there's other music besides Kiss. I mean, people say that about, you know, me with, you know, Bruce Springsteen. So no, I, I feel I feel you, Scott. No, but I don't think you understand what I'm telling you. <laughs> he doesn't know any other band, Steve. That's None. right. That's right. If I say Bon Jovi, he'll be like, uh, is that that Italian guy over on the island selling the Italian ice? See, not true. He knows Malmsteen and Dawkins. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Scott Riefen. Scott Riefen. WGIG. Um, <laughs> where were we? Gee whiz. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. Okay. Are you gonna bring it down again? Uh, kind of. Not really. It's a it's oh, a fun God. little it's a fun little ditty by John Mellencamp.
like Mellencamp. I wish he would settle on a name. You know, you gonna go with a middle name or you're not? We talked about this a little bit before we went live, but um, but I, I dig I dig his catalog. I dig what he brings to the table. You know, he's he's got a in in the in in this time he was he felt like a throwback to some you know more classic stuff to me, and uh, and still does. Like I'm always surprised that his stuff came as late in the game as it did. Because he's like got late it. in the game is in eighties. Yeah, because he sounds because he, he always feels he always has a much more to me a seventies feel to him. I'm trying to think. I see. Um, I don't know. I feel because of his like the, his guitar and how mm-hmm. like his music to me is just more stripped down. I almost feel like he fits more in the nineties. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Really? So, like, even, like, Jag and Diane? Come on. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I think Jag and Diane is a timeless song, sure and that's is. why it's as huge as it is. Well, again, that comes back to the guitar, like, do <laughs> <laughs> That Jessica Simpson sampled, ew. Do-dum. Yeah, Jessica Simpson. Come on! <laughs> Hasn't the Lord given you enough that you don't need to be stealing people's music? Ugh. Yeah. Didn't. I mean, come Didn't. on. Authority song, Pink Houses. I just always felt a little older than the late 80s to me. Okay. Yeah, it definitely doesn't fit in late 80s. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. So, and, you know, and to be fair, what a lot of people in the 90s were doing was trying to do a throwback pre-late 80s. It just came off as pretentious and rude. <laughs> We can't be associated with anything coming from the 1980s because it was just the worst time for music. Mm-hmm. So I will now rip my pants and wear flannel. And go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's ball now. <laughs> you do the best 90s voice. Thank you. Well, I was, <laughs> I lived it. I mean, and you do love Creed, so you have a lot to work from. That's true. That's true. I, I believe uh, I believe that was made abundantly clear back in January. So, <laughs> Roger Hearn. Um, where are we at now? I'm sorry. Oh, White Lion. Yeah, buddy. I mean, oh, I've got White Lion talk to do. Give me just a moment, though. So let's, 80s. Let's listen to Tell Me first.
This is the kind of rock music I just love. It's just so like bright and shiny, and those vocals, those harmonies, yes, that yep. chorus. Yep, yep. Mm. And by the way, also, I uh, uh, have a confession to make. Okay. <clears throat> just as I used to always and still do sometimes, we'll see NXS and think Inks. Um, when I think of, when I hear White Lion, the first thing I jump to is the Transformers theme from Transformers the movie, but that's just plain lion. There you go. I thought you were going to say White Snake. And I don't appreciate the difference. I, I, I'm like, come on, lion. Couldn't you have th- thought of it? White lion was already taken. You couldn't think of a better name. And White Lion's already flawless. So get it together. Well, I got to tell you, that Transformers theme is pretty, pretty dang good that they did. For the movie, yeah. I'm just being honest with you. There was some cartoon with a white lion back in the day, as I recall. Kimba. Like a physical white lion? Yeah, it was called Kimba the White Lion. Oh. Yeah, it had a real anime look to it. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese shohin manga series created by Osamu Tezuku, and I didn't even read that. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out of your head? You remembered it? Yeah. White Lion, that, that song Tell Me that we just listened to, though, it really does. It, it is everything I love about 80s rock. <sighs> like, I just love the lyrics. You, you all know me by now. I'm a sucker for, like, take my hand and let's leave it all behind us. So I love, like, oh, we held each other tight, ran away into the night. Yes. Amazing. Fun fact. Fun fact about me, guys. Um, so I don't collect vinyl, but I do collect records that had a big impact on me, and they go up on my wall. And Pride by White Lion is one of those records that I have. <laughs> That's a good-looking record cover, too. Um, yes, it is. Not quite as good-looking as Mike Tramp, but, you know, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I get to stare at him enough in Wait, the video. Wait, is Pride... Um... Hold on a second. Let me just let me just see this. It's the one with wait and when the children cry. Oh, when the children cry. And all you need is rock and roll. Yes. But that's the one. It's just the white cover with like the lion face on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good looking album cover. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, and I'm saying that it's good, but not as good as Mike Tramp's face would be. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, for a minute, I'm like, wait, who else? I'm like, no one's face is on that cover except that line. <laughs> well, just flip it over. I I know. It's on the back. He, he was beautiful. And also, you want to know another fun thing about White Lion? So White Lion was like semi like a semi-local band. Like they were from New York City. And in the 80s, Angie went to see White Lion and asked if she could sit on the stage at the Trocadero at the TLA. And they let her, and she sang Tell Me with Mike Tramp in the microphone. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Now, for those of you who've never listened to the show, Angie <laughs> Angie is Kristen's aunt, who is responsible for all of this. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, she's responsible for all of this. So... um <laughs> Cheap Trick did a Transformers theme for one of the movies. Picks or it didn't happen, Scott. Um, where are we? I'm I'm way all over the place. Oh, we're we li- your pick. We like Bob Seger, don't we? 
We do. You definitely do. I do like Bob Seger. Um, I like Eddie Murphy. And Beverly Hills Cop 2 was okay. <laughs> and, but this song, I, I love this song. It's Shakedown from that movie. I like it because I can jam to it and I can drive fast to it. <laughs> All good keys to a good song. But it also, to me, is such a weird thing because when I think of, like, I don't know, one of his biggest hits, Old Time Rock and Roll, where wherein he says, I like that old time rock and roll. This is the philosopher Bob Seger I'm referring to. Um, <laughs> and then to hear this, I'm like, this isn't old time rock and roll. This is 1987 pop rock. This sounds like Danger Zone. Like, that's the beginning. Yes, it really does. It's got that heavy synth. You know, the guitars, if they're there, really covered up with the synth. And um, and I'm like, come on. Come on. Come on, Bob. Give me some night moves. You know you want to. (laughs) But I do like this song. I really like it a lot. And um, and, and I think, uh, you know, Bob Seger, at this point, he's not lost. And I don't even know to this day. I, I heard, I saw a video of him. It's been from a few years back, but he still had his vocals pretty well intact, you know. But in, at this point in his career, they were still just, you know, strong and, you know, break down, shake down. And, you know, you rhyme, take down, break down, shake down, uh, make it down, uh, <laughs> naked down. You know, you just you go through all those rhymes and it's just fun. Um, Anything you can. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and you know, Beverly Hills Cop 2, superior to 3. So. But not the original. I don't think so. I don't think so. But you know what I liked about Axel Foley in those movies? I like that he was he was an out of place cop, but he wasn't a dumb cop. Okay. You know. So have you ever seen those movies? I have not. Quintessential eighties movie viewing, Kristen. I would encourage you to spend a night with Eddie Murphy. Well, get me a list together and I'll get started. I mean that's they're funny, they're fun, you know. And, and of course, you got the old Axel F theme song. You know that one. Do I know it? Sure, you do. Axel F. <laughs> Come on. Do I need to sing some more? <laughs> I mean, you might. Do I need to sing a few more bars for you? 
Is that what you're... I'll never turn down a Steve sing-along. You know that. Come on. Uh, Oh, yeah, 100%. Now I feel like you're just being patronizing. (laughs) (laughs) For a minute, that was like the show Nevermind the Buzzcocks, where they had to sing the intro, but like only musically. Oh, really? Yeah. That's their entire middle bit of the show, is they have to sing the intro to the song. Now that's and a, someone has to guess. That's a BBC show. Of course it is. The only one I've seen of that is when David Tennant was hosting. Oh, and he had with, people from um, Doctor Who on there. What's her face? Yeah, the, with the, Donna. The crazy... I loved her. Catherine, uh, Catherine... What's her name? Her name was Donna in the show. Yeah, her. Yeah. And she was hilarious. And yep. they just sing Coldplay the entire time. Yes. I will try to fix you. And my man, Noel Fielding, just completely trashes Coldplay, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> oh, man. I can't trash Coldplay after that little boy just sitting there in tears while they were singing that one song. And Remember that, that time I sent that video to you? That came up on my time hop the other day. And you oh. were like, God, Kristen. <laughs> I'm not okay. I was not okay with that. Oh, it hurt me so much in a good way. Um, I before before we went into the shakedown by Bob Seger, uh, it was mentioned that Cheap Trick also done a Transformers theme for one of the movies. They actually did. That was correct. Uh, for Adventure Falls, I don't know how I uh, do. What's that? I said you saw the receipts. Well, I have the album. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how that got by me. Um, I got, I'm curious. Have I never listened to this? Maybe not. What is this? This isn't right. No, that's not what I want. Here we go. Sorry, this is like not 1987 at all. <laughs> this was this was not actually in the movie. This was actually just on the album, I believe. But it is Cheap Trick. And we love Cheap Trick. Or we like them. I don't know. How do you feel about Cheap Trick? I don't mind them. I think they're good. Okay. I mean, you can't deny Live at the Budokan. Oh, yeah. I did know this one. Okay, yeah. Now, does Cheap Trick want you to want them? I think they need you to need them. Okay. I just, you know, look. Fine. Cheap Trick. If it's, don't Quit being needy. <laughs> we want you, okay? It's fine. <laughs> Oh, can we just talk about one of the greatest bands to come out of band history ever? Okay. It's a little group by the name of White Snake. <sighs> Lois Lane's so good. Lois Lane's favorite band, by the way. My girl Lois. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew I loved Lois Lane on Smallville. I was like, "Yep, this is an excellent characterization." Eighty-seven, big year for White Snake. White Snake, eighty-seven, baby. Uh, this one. You may be surprised. Is not a. It's it's not one you might think it's going to be, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kristen's pick. It's give me all your love. Oh. Just can't let go 
Kristen, did we have Coverdale on, on our top five vocalists? Of course we did. I just want to make sure that we didn't kick him off, because that would have been stupid. Oh. What a, His voice just oozes sexiness. I'm sorry, it does. That whole, listen, their whole performance, like those, like the fact, I love that song, it just gets right into it. It's not going to like toy around with me and like, hey, here's some Freddy noises and you know, as good as the 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 baseline and uh, and the walking up into the big you know rock me is. It's like, look, we're just gonna get right to the rock in here. Yeah, it's no um, here I go again, right. which has that build up. No, right, no, right, right. Which, by the way, here's something I did not know about here I go again that Scott Rifen, again the aforementioned, who's getting a lot of shout outs in this episode, by the way. <laughs> and you said he knew nothing but kiss. Oh no, Scott's Scott is very well versed in in the music and such as. Scott's a great dude. Uh, he is the uh, vice president in charge of programming at WGIG down in Brunswick, Georgia, and I believe that's his title. I don't know. He's got so many of them. Um, <laughs> but he was talking. We were talking, and somehow here I go again came up, and he's like, "You know, the original line is like a hobo. I was born to walk alone." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. No, it's not." I never knew that. Because it's the second version. The one, the popular version is the second version. No, it's the first. It was the original was like a hobo. And, and Coverdale. No, but the, the popular one that everyone knows is, right, the, is second the second version, version of it. And Coverdale changed it to Drifter so that people wouldn't mishear the lyric. Like a drifter. I was yeah. born to walk alone so in his perfectly posh voice. Right. So instead of hobo, which he didn't want people to mishear as excuse me. Homo. Um, I thought that was very interesting. And th- oh, David. And forward thinking. So you know what's crazy oh, about? I have such um, a I have such a bit I want to do, but go ahead. Oh Jesus! So <laughs> the funny thing about White Snake is like this band that made this record, mm-hmm. like John Sykes, who is one of my favorite guitar players. He he's he recorded the um, slided in record with them, and then he wrote and record or he wrote and recorded all of the stuff on the big record, which is the '87 record, and then he quit the band. So he's never played really any of his songs, and I'm like, dude, talk about a guy that never has to work a day in his life if he didn't want to, mm-hmm. because he wrote all the huge songs. Mm. And just like that shredding, like, oh, the guitar on yes. this record yep. is so good. And it's all John Sykes. So he's just getting royalty checks. Yeah, buddy. So and he also played with, with Thin Lizzy for a while. So Tin Lizzy. He's getting that money, too. Tin Lizzy. Tin Lizzy. Tin. Hey. Oh, yes, Blue Murder. Scott, sorry, I have to shout out Scott <laughs> again. Because Blue Murder... Such an amazing band. The song Jelly Roll in and of itself. Perfection. Now, Jelly Roll was a hip-hop song from the 90s, right? Um, Not the one we're talking about. Ham, but, spam, okay. cinnamon roll. Come on, baby. Jelly bowl. No, that's not right. Jelly bowl? Jelly roll. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me see that tootsie roll. Um, well, listen, I want to apologize, apologize. to everybody. <laughs> To everyone in the sound of my voice. Number one, for bringing up the song Tootsie Roll. Number two, I've just got to be honest right now. If I can have a moment of honesty. Kristen, I'm so excited to be podcasting with you. It's caused my ADD to kick in 
big time. <laughs> like I this I'm very happy right now. Okay. I just I just enjoy podcasting with you. Oh, thanks. I just Steve. I just I just enjoy it. So and you know what? I am going to take back the apology for Tootsie Roll because a well-placed Tootsie Roll is actually pretty funny nowadays. Especially when talking about Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which I'll take one of those. That's fine. <laughs> is that like a jelly donut? I don't know. I just know that Jelly Roll is, is another great song. And if anybody wants to know why, you could just watch the music video and I tell me why, why you think I like it. I don't know Jelly Roll. It wasn't a big, huge song. I've got, but it's amazing. I've got to know now, Kristen. <laughs> please watch the video. Like, Please watch the video as you're, as you're listening. And who does Jelly Roll? By Blue Murder. Blue Murder. All right. <laughs> One of the greatest songs of all time. Again, not 1987, but... <laughs> okay, here we go. We're bringing up the... Uh, well, we've got an ad. we got an ad. So, Hold up, everyone. Yeah. Here we go. Jelly Roll. second mark of this video <laughs> shirtless horse grooming ladies and gentlemen yes Shirt and you haven't even gotten to the rain yet oh no is he shirtless in the rain oh yes oh i was just thinking oh she likes the shirtless vest look oh <laughs> i like the the huge man with big a big mane of uh blonde hair oh and it is like well look let me tell you how confused I was. Oh, wow. He just ripped that t-shirt open in the rain, didn't he? <laughs> yes, Let me tell you how confused I was. All right. Who is the model that's in there? She looks very familiar. I have no idea. Who cares? John Sykes is in the video. I understand. But here's the point. When you go to the shirtless horse grooming, there's all I saw was blonde hair and bare shoulders. I'm like, oh, my Lord, is that woman topless now? And then he turns around and it's <laughs> All right, my dream. who was my the dream. lady in the Jelly Roll <laughs> video? Come on, Google, don't fail me now. <laughs> no. 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 Blue Murder, I need to tackle Blue Murder on that. That's a great song, though, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. That is a great song. 
because what can I say? What can I do? Baby, I mean, I'll tell you, my love belongs to you. They're just oh. jamming, and I can't find anything about anyone in the chat, no? Because she's probably a nobody. She look No, she doesn't look like a nobody. She looks so familiar. Oh, I think she's a nobody. But who knows? Maybe like in three months, someone will listen to this podcast and be like, I know her. I am her. Oh, and if you are, give me a call. I know it's you know 30 years later, but come on. Hey, give us a call because I want to talk to you about John Sykes. <clears throat> and about how jealous I am of you. Let's see. Last time I got dumped, I ripped off my shirt and screamed in the rain. She called 911 and I spent the night in the tank with a bunch of crackheads. <laughs> Darn you, Blue Murder. Darn you. John oh. Sykes, best wet t best wet t shirt contest ever. You're dang right. <laughs> yes, sir, Bob. Oh man. That's fantastic. I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. I gotta know who that woman is. Gosh, she looks so familiar. Alright, anyhow, where are we at? Oh, We're at your pick. We are. The greatest song since Amazing Grace is what it is. style sing it cause you know you know it now Kristen I know we've played this song 5,000 times on this show <laughs> I get it I mean this is such a great album you could have picked so many songs well let's talk about the fact that this album, according to you, I remember one time you said this is the only good album Guns N' Roses ever did. Yeah, I said that they got, they are as popular as they are based on one album. This one. And you know what? I, it's true. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but what a good album. I mean, it is the best selling debut album of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There Boom. you go. And you know what, though? I, and, and there are other albums. That's not to say their other albums lack quality. You know, like Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 and that sort of thing. Bloated. Does it need to be a double album? No. Well, you know, that is what it is. I mean, November Rain 
is an is an is an epic song. Have you seen? Did I send you the video of the kids watching November Rain? No. Like who oh, never? Wait, the, like the kids react video? Yes. Yes. Or did you send that to me? Some. I think I sent it to you. Oh, that was so good. And that one little girl, like they were doing. Um, I guess they were listening to all kinds of Guns N' Roses songs. Uh huh. Because there's that one little girl that you could just see a young Chris, a, a young Kristen being born. Because she's like, this is really good. Like, I like this. <laughs> and before you know it, she's into it. Like when it's all said. And there's that one kid that, you know, he's just like, oh, this is really scary. I'm not, I'm not sure I like this at all. But yeah, their reaction to the video was like, did she die? <laughs> what? How did this happen? <laughs> oh, and then it's the so guy's good. Like, this is referred to as the, one of the greatest music videos of all time. And they're like, what? What? How is Why that is even- that guy smoking? What? <laughs> That's true. They're just amazed at Slap. Where does he get a hat like that? <laughs> um, look, if, if given the op- option of, of a song, and I had to do this, but knowing, you know, it was, good Lord, it was Appetite for Destruction, for crying out loud. This is a song, this is an album that, I mean, was a huge part, at least of the first couple of years of my college years. Um, you know, because you have things that happen and, you know, with friends and stuff. And so you're all there. And we just, this is kind of our album. We settled on to jam to every time we got in the car together. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, come on. Welcome to the jungle, Paradise City, Night Train. Good Lord. Um, Rocket Queen, My Michelle. Ugh. I love My Michelle so much. Uh, Mr. Brownstone. I used to do a little, but a little wouldn't do it. So a little got more and more. So a little got more and more. Uh, (laughs) uh, Did I mention Paradise City, by the way? Come on! (laughs) But I love Sweet... And it opens with Welcome to the Jungle. Yes, yes. Um, But I love Sweet Child of Mine so much. I really do. It's a song that I just cannot get tired of. I've tried. I have tried to be like, Steve, just wear yourself out on this song and be done with it. And I can't do it. I can't do well, it. Well, I guess that's the mark of a great song, right? For yeah. you. Yeah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> for you, Steve. You <laughs> you tasteless SOB. You. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said, oh my God. Rocket Queen, though. Hey, and by the way, props to, props to GNR because I haven't heard of too many horror stories from their tour this year. Which is surprising. Right? Like I, fir- I, fir- I fully expected to hear, you know, uh, Axl Rose didn't show up. Axl Rose and Slash killed one another backstage. But appar- Axl came on stage at midnight. Yes, but apparently they, they, he's been on time for everything for the most part, and they've done. And people have said their shows have been good. Now they're not interacting with each other necessarily on stage. Which but, that's awful. Like yeah. why even go? But they're being professional and they're playing the music, man. Yeah, and they're collecting all that money. That's right. I can't fault him for that. I get, uh, no, I would do it. I know. Get paid, son. I'd sell out in a heartbeat. I, you say that all the time. Well, I don't like I don't like the idea of people getting mad at people for making money. It's like, come on. You can't That's be. That's what we're all trying to do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Are we going to shock everyone now? Is it time? Maybe. I'm, I've got to know more about this. Paul Stanley was fired from Appetite for Destruction? Was he, I don't know Was he originally producing it? 
This is Paul Stanley of um he did that one great song, uh, Live to Win. <laughs> I don't know where else he's from. Uh one of the interviewed prospects was Kiss's Paul Stanley. Okay, the band started searching for someone to produce their debut. Most recommendations made by Geffen executive Tom Zutalt. Demos recorded under both Manny Charlton and Spencer Proffer, with some work made with the latter being issued in the EP Live like a suicide. One of the interviewed prospects was Kiss's Paul Stanley. Rejected after insisting on changes to set to Steven Adler's drum setup in the songs. Wow, you gonna mess with the drummer? The band considered Robert John Lang, but he proved too expensive to hire eventually Mike Klink, who had produced several Triumph records, was chosen. For being for the being the first to record the band exactly the way they wanted. Wow, so they were always a bunch of prima donnas. Paul Stanley is a very um fragile flower also. You guys hurt my feelings. I want your drums this way. Yeah. Now go live. That's to, all I wanted. Go live to win. Live to win. Well, he didn't live to win. He didn't want them to live. He didn't take his own advice. All right. Um. So here we are. We're at the end of Smallville. Clark and Lana are talking. Lois is, you know, she's just had a real smart talk talk with Clark, and you heard the beginning strains of this. Actually, you know what? This is actually, I think, more from... Well, no, it was With or Without You that they played a lot in Friends, I believe. Anyhow, look, I couldn't believe that this was on Kristen's list. It's you two. It's still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, Kristen, we don't talk about you two a lot on this show, on this podcast. No. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with you two. I'm not a huge fan, necessarily. Um, most of what I like of them comes from the Joshua Tree. Um, I mean, it is their biggest record. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you don't really care for them at all. No, not really. <laughs> so, what's up with this? You know how sometimes you just, like, have a song and it just, like, speaks to you? Mm-hmm. This song has always done that for okay. me. Yeah. It's one of those songs where, like, you wouldn't expect it to be on, like, if I had to put, like, a list together of, like, you know, essential songs to listen to from me, this would be on it. Mm-hmm. 
I just love it. I love how he sings. I love how like powerful it is. I love the lyrics. I love that, you know, this is an Irish band that like kind of had a love affair with America and wanted to write like very Americana sounding songs. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I dig this song. Mm -hmm. I can't, I mean, you can't help what you like and I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, I don't like that song at all. No, I love this song. Yeah. I said it. <laughs> well, I mean, it definitely captures that angst of, of you know, the stuff that you like so much, it seems. You know, oh, my the, God, yeah. If it's angsty, I'm there. The idea of having gone everywhere and experienced everything you can and still can't quite find what it is you're looking for. Still can't quite find contentment and mm -hmm. happiness. Like, I love, I love the lyric too. like, I've spoke with the tongue of angels. I've held the hand of the devil. Mm -hmm. It was warm in the night and I was cold as stone. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a big thing back then um, when this album came out. There were a lot of people um, within Christian circles that were trying to say that these guys had found faith and were now a Christian band. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which <laughs> is like, come on, guys. Look, let's not go overboard. They definitely have a spiritual bend to them. Oh my gosh, and, this song is like so inspired by like gospel mm -hmm. and things like that, yep. you know? So, of of course you're going to hear those influences cuz they are they are there. They are very obviously there. At what point did Bono become the savior of the world? And I don't mean <sighs> I don't, that. Was I, it like we are the world or was it after that? I think it was way after that. Was it in the nineties? I it think was it was in the nineties. Yeah, I think it was when in the nineties. When everything 90s. is worse. Yeah. Um, and and like, and I mean, look, and that's a dude that's done tons and tons and tons of stuff. Like he's used, he's a guy I feel like used his fame in the right way. You know, that doesn't mean I like all their music. I'm not against him. I'm not anti. Here's the thing: just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm against it and don't think it should exist. There are very few things I feel that way about. Star Trek, Twilight. Um. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, and and I like some of their later stuff. There's a couple of songs they've got um, that I dig. There's the uh, what was the album that they did back in the early 2000s that had the "Beautiful Day" song on it? Oh, uh, was that Vertigo? Mm -mm. No, it or was, was that after. I don't know if it was after. I think it was maybe it was after. Anyhow, that song had a song called, has a song on it called "Elevation" that I like because it kind of jams. Oh yeah, and he goes. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that You're moment welcome. in time. Oh, <laughs> that's glorious. But I do, I dig that song. Um, and then, like I said, some stuff off the Joshua Tree. I always love Pride in the Name of Love. Um, I love Mysterious Ways. Yes, yeah. Again, well, that guitar. Yeah. Well, I like Where the Streets Have No Name. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, again, uh, that's off Joshua Tree, I believe. Like that, that album is just a great album. You know, rounded. It's one of those. Just it seems like it's uh, it, it's got it's just full of classic good music. Like we were talking before before we went live, and we were talking about you know, eighty seven did have some game changing mm -hmm. records. Yep. Like the Joshua Tree was game changing. Hysteria by Def Leppard was game changing. Appetite for Destruction was game changing. Like this was a huge year for music. Mm -hmm. 
And it was a huge year for bands that just like went to a whole other level with their music. Def Leppard became superstars. U2 became superstars. Guns N' Roses went from nobodies to like selling out stadiums and arenas and being everyone's favorite band. Do you think that do you think that maybe 87 was a bit of a precipice? Um as far as I don't know. Not that it was all downhill after this, by any means. But I mean, you started to get a lot of the cookie-cutter yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is definitely the height of it all, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have gems after that. Like you, Then, you know, in the late 80s, you get Skid Row. You get Bon Jovi, New Jersey. You know, you do have really good, solid things that come out after this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're... We're a few short years away from the grunge corner. Yeah, I mean, even even closer than you may realize in, in some instances. I, I feel like in Seattle it's already started up at mm-hmm. this point, you know. And and, and and as we said, as you know, mentioned and just going back to the REM thing, you know, this was their big breakout year. Yep. And 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 they kind of I don't want to say they started a whole spiral of alternative music, but I mean they they really did with the college kids that were being influenced by them. You know, that spirals off into five, six years down the road, a whole bunch of other alternative bands that would say, well, yeah, I would love to REM, you know, and, and, and would get into that. So it's definitely, it's a really, like you said, it's a huge year. You know what's crazy, too? Like, um, I was watching, and if anyone has Netflix and you haven't seen it yet, I was watching um, Duff McKagan's documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, I think it's called It's So Easy and Other Lies. Um, And he talks about Seattle because he's from Seattle. And he talks about um, how heroin came into Seattle. And he was like, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, the music is not what I like. The music is going a different way. Mm. And, you know, this drug is coming in. It's taking my friends. Like, it's killing my friends. And he escaped to L.A. to get away from that. And wow. started, you know, one of the biggest bands of all time, or yeah. joined one of the biggest bands right, of all time right. with Slash. Yes. And Steven. Wow. He he ran to L.A. to get away from the drugs. <laughs> yeah, and then you know to alcohol because that was his right, thing. He right. was a big old big old boozer. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in those, you know, they they definitely that group definitely lived the old the old rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Rock know. and roll excess. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with in excess. No. Um, or as as you say, inks. Inks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that's uh that's a snapshot of 1987, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and what a good snapshot I feel like it was. We got a little poppy. We got a little rocky. And uh, to be fair, I mean, Kristen, were we on the? Were we? Let's see. I guess sweet child of mine. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Very on the nose. The one I love. I was more on the nose, I think, with stuff than you were. Shocking. Yeah. Big big shock. We need to we need to do a show where I do all the on the nose picks and you just go crazy. Okay. Well listen, I've gotta go learn this jelly roll song because I'm totally in <laughs> Please do, because it's amazing. And I want the next big honking show, you gotta tell me when you're going live and I need okay. to hear it. Also, uh, I've got a horse that I've gotta go groom, so I gotta get my shirt off. Cool. Um, I mean, can you bring your friend John Sykes over? Yes. Uh, thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And that way he'll feel good about himself. 
and we'll make it start to rain. Okay. And by I'll rain singles on him. Okay, I was, I was gonna say, now what do you mean by make <laughs> it rain? Um, hey, good show, Kristen, good show. Hands in, everybody, it's time to go out. Um, we are, uh, we are rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, tweet us at rockoutloudpod, and we're, of course, on Facebook, rockoutloudpodcast. Also, the, the entire Goloverse is on Facebook in a great group called the Guardians of the Goloverse. Get over there and join it by going to geekoutonline.com slash group and, uh, and uh, join up with us and, and get in there chit-chatting with everybody about all things geek, wrestling, music, all of it's in there. We just kind of have a little fun community and people are nice, so that's good. Um, we'd love to hear from you any of those ways. If you want to tweet directly to me, you can do so. I'm at Steve Glosson. Kristen is at XboxingTheStars. And you can follow the entire Goloverse by following at Goloverse on Twitter. Leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. It really helps the show out and when you do that. And uh, we'd appreciate you doing that sort of thing. Or review us and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts at. May I suggest to you the Satchel Player if you're looking for a new podcatcher. Satchel is a great podcatching app that will help you find podcasts that are actually produced in your state and sometimes very much locally to you as well as uh, it has places where you can support your favorite shows right there in the app without having to leave the app to do anything if you want to support these shows there are links of all kinds of places to shop uh, at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com and uh, of course there's patreon patreon.com slash geek out loud and we thank you so much for your support of the shows there that is it we are we are done but i'm gonna go listen to jelly roll like 500 times so until next time and there will be a next time god willing rock god's willing until then i'm steve i'm Kristen. rock on everybody rock on guys